Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise. Welcome to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wernette. Today I'm joined by three local nonprofits, the Alive Center, Fair Lady Productions, and Kids Matter. You're watching Spotlight, and joining me now from the Alive Center is Addie Rubio. She's their new Aurora Center drop-in supervisor. So welcome to the show, Addie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really glad to have you. And, and you know, I want to talk a little bit about how Alive Aurora came to be. I think there's an interesting story behind that, so maybe you could share it. Hey, sure, absolutely. So um, I love sharing this story. I've shared it with my coworkers. Um, once we knew that we were going to be in downtown Aurora, it was really cool because um, a long time ago, I was an intern in 2016. I wish there was an Alive Aurora in, um, or there was an Alive Center in Aurora. Um, now that there is, I mentioned a story to my coworkers that back then I had um, visualized that there would one day be an uh, Alive Aurora. Um, so back then, I actually remember after my internship at, at the Alive Center in Naperville, I drove to a vacant lot and took a picture of a building that had nothing in it. Um, I downloaded an app so I could download the live logo on it and I stamped it on the building. And so <laughs> I had a dream that this would happen back in 2016. I wished for it to happen so, so much. And now that it's actually happening now, it's really cool because um, I feel like it's been visualized a long time ago and now it's coming coming to reality. So that's, that's the story that I have about, you know, what I've seen from then to now, so it's really cool. Well, that's lovely yeah. that you were interning there and then you kind of really wanted this to happen. Yeah. And obviously working with, with Candace, you've made that happen. Talk a little bit about what a typical day would look like for a teen at the Alive Center in Aurora. Sure, absolutely. So um, when they come in, of course, they're welcomed right away. We get their last name, they get signed in. Um, there are several different rooms in the space, so there is a lounge, so they're able to play video games, board games, um, and just make new friends. I, what I love about the Alive Center is that there's teens from all over, so any school district can come, um, any teen from any grade, 6th or 12th, and so it's nice because they get to meet people from all over um, and make friendships from different places. So. Um, our lounge, video games, board games, we have a cafe, um, we don't have a stove or an oven, so we have lots of gadgets, we uh, make cake pops sometimes, um, other healthy snacks, we've had somebody come in from the community um, that taught our teens how to um, DIY dip fruit into chocolate and some nice. fun stuff happening <laughs> in the cafe. Um, we have an auditorium, so there's twinkle lights hanging from the ceiling. Um, it's just a really great space. We clear out the chairs and they get to run around in there and play, um, you know, all sorts of games that they come up with in that space. So really nice running space. We also have an art room, so teens are able to create art. Um, we have canvases, paint, acrylic. Uh, and a maker space as well. So in that space, we have hot glue guns and cardboard and wood so they can create whatever they would like. We also have a Zen room, so don't want to forget that space. That room is really quiet, so if a teen wants to come in and just kind of unwind after school, it's been a loud day, they can go in there and just hang out with, with themselves or with friends. 
Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, it really is very much, and as your title implied, drop in. You know, any teen can drop in at any time yeah. and just enjoy the benefits of maybe some camaraderie, yeah. maybe some activities, or, or maybe just some quiet alone time. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And they're able to uh, come in, and if they have an idea, too, the thing about the Life Center is that they're able to... Um, be inspired to start a club or program. So we permit that and, and help them um, do that. So if a team were to come in and say, hey, I really want to start this anime club, we would help them with supplies and marketing and, and really kind of lifting them up in, in their gifts and their talents to be able to share that with others. Yeah, and I love that because I know I, I've talked with Candice before and it's the teen-led, teen-driven, right? Yes. Is that the model? Yeah, yeah, and it's trademarked in Illinois. And um, it's a very powerful model because teens are able to just um, be themselves and know that they're going to be accepted for sharing their gifts with others and that there's going to be an interest in it too. So it's really cool, yeah, to yeah, see them be empowered wonderful. that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, talk a little bit about how the community can help you. Absolutely. So I like to say with gifts, talents, um, and treasure. So if they would like to come into the Live Center and share um, their time. So time, talent, treasure is what I meant to say. But with their time, they would come in, um, volunteer, uh, create relationship with our teens, and that healthy uh, adult to teen um, relationship is so important, that mentoring. Uh, sometimes it just takes one adult, so I always tell our adults when they come in, they'll probably um, take something away from here too and, and leave alive as well. So it's important um, that relationship to form. And then we also um, invite people to come in and share their gifts. So if someone has, um, like a really ta a big talent in crocheting or dancing, cooking, um, I would ask them to come in and, and um, share with our teens so they could learn how to do that too. Um, and yeah, treasure, if they would like to donate some art supplies or any uh, like old instruments that they may have laying around, our community can come and bring that. And of course, collaboration. So I love to collaborate with community members and other nonprofits. Nice, yeah. nice. Well, and I think that's, you know, so true when you talk about putting, you know, other role models in people's lives and kind of that whole opportunity, you know, maybe in your own family, you don't have someone who knows a particular skill, but you could pick that up at the Alive Center if somebody were to volunteer their time, right? Right, right. Yeah. Now, you have some cool events coming up, so give us a little yeah. of the G2 on that. Of course. So um, they're coming up fast, too, and there's so many this year. Um, so August 14th is our first uh, event back in Aurora. So Aurora, Live Aurora was closed during the summer. Um, we're uh, gonna be open up next year through the summer. Um, but August 14th is coming up. So we're gonna see our teens again, so excited. That's gonna be our back to school bash. Okay. So it's in collaboration with Downtown Aurora. And we're gonna set up a table and some other activities there. Um, we also have some stuff coming up um, towards the end of August. We're going to be opening up again on the 30th. And in September, um, can't think of everything uh, in September, but I know in October we're doing a pet parade fundraiser, hopefully. Oh, so it'll be really great, um, along with um, an open house and a teen art show. I can't forget about that. That's in October as well, October 1st for First Fridays. It's a teen art show for 6th through 12th grade in collaboration with Visal Arts. Oh. So it's going to be really cool. Yeah, yeah. lovely. Yeah. Lots of good, interesting, different yeah. things Tons to do, right? Yeah. yeah. 
So as you think about a live Aurora for 2022, kind of what's, what's coming up, what's in your mind? Yeah, so a teen advisory board, definitely for 2022, um, even later 2021, but uh, definitely 2022 it'll launch, which is a tab. Our teens are able to be leaders and um, come up with programming. So I'm hoping to have a tab of 10 plus uh, Aurora youth. Um, also some Aurora representation on our board, which is really exciting. Alderman Bug is going to be on our board, uh, executive board, so we're really happy to welcome him, welcome him on. Um, and of course, um, just overall continuing to grow relationships in Aurora for 2022. So that's a lot of interesting things that are going to be happening, obviously, at Alive Aurora. But now what's happening with Alive in general? What's on the radar for that? Yeah, no, absolutely. So we're looking to expand, to continue to bring our model to different communities and to grow. So there's expansion happening. We have, um, of course, our Naperville location and Aurora location. We're looking to open up in Hanover Park. Um, in the upcoming years, and then, of course, uh, possibilities of Forest Park, as, uh, of course. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is very exciting. Well, I certainly, uh, you know, just adding the way that you kind of envisioned it, and I'm sure, you know, it's wonderful for people to hear that from an internship, you really kind of had this vision, and yeah. now you're there, and you're helping to run that center. That's awesome. Yes, thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. Absolutely. And if you are interested in learning more about the Alive Center or the Alive Center in Aurora, please go and visit their website. We're gonna take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. For more than 150 years, you've believed in Busey. Today, more than ever, we believe in you. To our healthcare workers, first responders, and local businesses, you're central to the communities we're proud to call home. Busey's grateful to partner with you and your families through life's ups and downs, today and for generations to come. Because as neighbors helping neighbors, we're in this together. Busey, grateful to serve the communities we call home. If you're just tuning in, you're watching Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wernette, and joining me now is a dear friend, Candace Hernandez from Fair Lady Productions. Welcome to the show, Candy. Hi, Jane. It's great to be here. It's live. Nice. Yes, right? In person. In person. Yeah. Yes, we love that too. And we're so glad to welcome you here. Um, we're going to start right off with something I know is near and dear to your heart, which is King's Cafe. Uh, tell us about, you've done some changing there. You're now working with a new partner, but you're open. So give us the griff. We are. We're actually doing it internally. So um, my operations manager, Megan, uh, took her cafe manager license and opened up Kings again. Uh, we partner with Casey's Foods, so all the food comes from uh, that wonderful, lovely grocery store here in uh, downtown Naperville, and we're able to heat and warm and provide a wonderful service for our kids. That's awesome, and it is so nice as you come in there. It's so welcoming, right? Yeah, eight a.m. I'm making milkshakes. So I love that. It's my I new career. <laughs> yeah, and for those that don't know, it's a it's an honoree to your dad, right? It is. Yeah. Uh, he was the best host that you could ever find, and having that there and, and providing that warm service to people where they can come in, sit, uh, have a sandwich, have a flatbread, have something that Casey's has provided for us. It 
Yeah, it's always a reminder, and just seeing his name is nice. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, I know, and you're such a big advocate of, of uh, working with young kids, but also workforce development. I always, yeah. you've put your whole family to work right. over the years, so they have learned, they've grown up learning right. how to go to work, and that's such an important trait for today's youth. You're offering opportunities for high school and college kids. Give us a little bit of an example of what you're doing over there, Candy. Well, King's is run by high school and college kids uh, overseen by two managers, but they are learning a restaurant trade, cleaning, uh, you know, inventory. Uh, we work with uh, register, cash, credit card. I mean, just the job training that kids need and elevate that, um, what we expect out of them. So it's, uh, you come in, you're on the clock, you work until you're not on the clock. There is no lollygagging around. It's, it's full force. But hopefully that these college kids, especially when they go back to school, maybe they can get a job that is off campus and continue that we all are in the workforce, we all need to work, and it, it is something that has to be taught. It, I don't mm -hmm. think parents can do that because there is expectations that are professional that kids need from another source, and we're, we provide that for them, that expectations of what we want out of you, um, and when they meet that, it's a sense of pride for them too. Absolutely. Well, and I think it's often it's it's those small soft skills, right? It's the as simple as showing up to work on time, yeah. right? And and that if wearing I don't, the uniform, yes. answering the phone, greeting yeah. a customer, yeah. uh, whether it's an eight-year-old or a parent, you've got to be able to. Uh, Think on your feet. If something doesn't go right, you've got to be able to switch it out. You can't just stop service. So right. uh, it, it is a wonderful training opportunity, and uh, it, it adds to our workload, but I think it's an important part of what we do at Kids Cabaret. Yeah. You're, well, you're, uh, you know, I think very much you always talk about putting kids on a stage, but it really is in building. It's not because you're thinking they're going to be the next Oscar-winning actress or right. actor. It's to bring them center stage to the as best a that they can be Absolutely. exactly and and we use theater as that catalyst but uh the expectation the minute they walk in you know even if it's are you memorized with your lines are you working as hard as you can are you putting in the effort and then the social aspect of it too uh being kind to everyone in the building instead of you know we kind of get rid of that ego driven mm -hmm. you know and just everybody the same platform what's the best that you can do and, and be? Mm -hmm. And that has served us well. I, we're going into our 22nd year or 21st year, I guess it is. Um, and, you know, the, the people that we have seen go, go through this program, and now I think I have, well, I definitely have at least two or three getting married. I have a, uh, a kid's cab grandbaby that just, you know, came from one of our original kids. So, yeah, it, it's nice to see these kids being successful out there. Absolutely, absolutely. Now talk a little bit about your summer camps because that's always been a big backbone for your program. Yeah, and we have a couple left. And we actually ran our summer camp program through COVID last summer. It was highly successful. I'm super proud that uh, nobody was got COVID in our right. facility because of the efforts that our staff took and it took a lot of effort yeah the cleaning and the spraying which all companies i'm sure can relate to uh, but it was important to keep these kids safe but it also was important to give them an, a place where they could just be themselves again too so we're very reduced numbers but we have continued throughout the year uh 
getting kids on stage. And we have, I think, two camps left, Willy Wonka and Peter Pan. And then we move into the fall with uh, Elf. Elf, okay, I was gonna ask you about that. Yeah, we've never done is. it before. It's a brand okay. new musical. I think Paramount did it a few years ago. Um, so we're excited about it, a whole new show that we'll provide. Uh, we, again, will probably work with small numbers. Uh, so it's important to get those registrations in because we do end up with a wait list because sure. I've, no is not really in my vocabulary, but we, unfortunately, I've had to learn that with saying we are at a limit with COVID. So yeah. even though I don't think we're quite out of it, we definitely have opened up more. We are seeing an audience in our theater, so that's nice as well. Absolutely. And then with King's Cafe, people can come in then, and, and it's it's a little bit better. We're yeah. not 100%, but we're, we're getting there. Well, you're being safe. Yes. You're putting safety first, but you're trying to do all the things that you can do right. to keep that youth development going, yeah. right? And we also added during during COVID, uh, another uh, part of our program to give kids an opportunity, which is called mini musicals. And we do every two weeks a new musical. So kids can come in for four days, they work on something, do the show four days later, and, and it has provided kids that outlet uh, without having to commit to like a three to four month. Okay. And they, some of them do every two weeks a new program. So that's been really nice too. And that's run by uh, one of our you know, Staples, D. Haddad runs the mini musicals. Everybody kind of took uh, what they were good at and made it an opportunity for kids. Um, so D does that. Uh, we all do our elf and directing that. And then King's Cafe is the other part of it. We are doing birthday parties again. So we're seeing okay. those come alive. I was going to ask you. Yes. Yeah. So people can still come so in and do that. Do their it's birthday a parties. Environment for yeah. Birthday so parties. yeah, we're starting to see normal again. Oh, that's great. Candy, we are so glad that you stopped by and, and delighted that you're able to get all of those programs up and running. Uh, yeah. I can be I absolutely say with uncertainty that you put every child center stage, having had a child that did it and yeah. really grew from it, really learned a lot uh, about themselves and how to work with other kids and how to take direction and all of that, all good life skills yes. that set a person up for success. So yeah. uh, we thank you for coming by. No, thank you, NCTV. Thanks, Jane. You're welcome. And to find out more about Fair Lady Productions and all of the programming that they offer, as well as maybe check out a little bit about what's going on at King's Cafe, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back after a few short messages. For more than 150 years, you've believed in Busey. Today, more than ever, we believe in you. To our healthcare workers, first responders, and local businesses, you're central to the communities we're proud to call home. Busey's grateful to partner with you and your families through life's ups and downs, today and for generations to come. Because as neighbors helping neighbors, we're in this together. Busey, grateful to serve the communities we call home. The Naperville Police Department needs your help to solve crime and bring offenders to justice. When you submit tips to Naperville Crime Stoppers, you help keep our city one of the safest in the nation. Tips to Naperville Crime Stoppers have helped solve hundreds of crimes and recover over $7 million in drugs, property, and cash. Remember, tipsters remain anonymous and receive cash rewards up to $1,000 if their tips lead to an arrest. Call the tip line at 630-420-6006. You may have that one piece of information that solves the crime.
Welcome back to Spotlight. And joining me now from Kids Matter is their new CEO and Executive Director, Nina Menes, as well as Sherilyn Hebel. She's their Director of Programs. So welcome to the show, ladies. Thanks, Jane. We're so happy to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. You're welcome. And so glad to see you in a new role, Nina. I, you know, you've had a lot of good roles as you've worked your way through the community. This is a great fit and a great place for you to be. Thank you, Jane. I'm thrilled to be here and to have an opportunity to work with Sherilyn and the board and the many community leaders that are involved with Kids Matter. It's it's really a uh, really treat. I'm enjoying it. Well, good. Yeah. Well, let's just kind of put you on the spot right to Perfect. begin with. What's Kids Matter? Tell us a little bit about it for those who maybe don't know. You know, I think Kids Matter is the most amazing organization. Um, it really is based in a foundational data-driven um, uh, research from the Search Institute on the 40 assets that youth need to have to be successful in life. And so really 20 years ago when it was founded, it was based on those 40 assets. And so it really is a, a treat to have an opportunity to be involved in promoting those assets for youth. The other thing I love about Kids Matter is within that framework of the 40 assets, it's a prevention-based organization. So we really are looking to have kids say yes to the possibilities and no to destructive choices. So we're there in the beginning helping them to be successful. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. really, and, and it couldn't be any more timely, right? I think, you know, as much as it's always been important in this community as we've come through COVID, um, that certainly has really tested uh, the resiliency of lots of our kids, lots of our adults too, but yeah. certainly of our kids. Talk a little bit about the programming that you have been able to do to really help kids kind of navigate through. Sure, sure, sure. So I'm going to let uh, Sherilyn, Director of Programs, talk a little bit about the programming. But again, what, what I love is it's a whole community effort in supporting the youth in our community. Thanks, Nina, and thanks, Jane, again for having us. Um, so, so we get to work directly with the kids, which is an amazing opportunity to hear from them. Um, our Kids Matter Senior High Board has been uh, surprisingly, I might use the word, particularly active during this COVID, this pandemic time. These kids got together last school year more frequently than monthly. And they, they just had such a passion and such a goal to make sure that their peers and that each other were staying healthy during this time. They were able to start a podcast that reached kids and, and, and got to talk with uh, professionals about mental health. Um, that group was able to uh, connect with teachers who were able to promote messages of positivity to students, whether they remained online that second semester or whether they started coming back in person. Um, another great way that Kids Matter was able to reach the community this year was through our job fair. Normally held in January, we were able to hold it in May this year so that we could be back in person. We got to do that safely outdoors, but in person, and it was amazing. It was kind of right when things were opening back up, so people were excited to get out safely, be outdoors. We, um, we welcomed kids to, um, to this job fair where they could learn about different job opportunities and uh, connect with each other in person again. And then finally, coming up this October, our volunteer fair will return. And that's where we, some kids, it's an introduction. Some kids, they've been volunteering for a long time, but more often than not, it's an introduction to volunteerism for a lot of kids. And so we will hold that this October, and we are excited to do that where we welcome multiple different nonprofits in the area to um, expose kids to different ways to volunteer. 
That's awesome. And I think one of the things you've always done well is collaborate, right? So, you know, you're collaborating with the nonprofits and your volunteer fair, you're collaborating with local businesses. It's a win-win for them. They're getting an opportunity to maybe find their future workers. And, and I know you do a lot of stuff, just even in the job training, like practice interviews and resumes and that kind of stuff, which is so helpful, right? It is. Those mock interviews and those opportunities to get to um, talk to someone who's an engineer, talk to someone who's a graphic designer. So we, we get to offer all of those different things at our job fair. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Um, Nina, you know, you, and you both mentioned this, you've been around for 20 years 20 now. Years it's hard now. to imagine um, that the organization's been in business that long, which is fantastic. But tell us a little bit about what you're planning, what the celebration looks like. Sure. Thanks, uh, Jane, for the question. We're having a special 20th anniversary celebration at our Empowered Gala on September 17th at the Marriott. We hope everybody can come. We have a special guest coming, Jim McMahon. And uh, someone mentioned to me that they were a Packers fan, not a Bears fan. But I do know <laughs> that Jim McMahon did play for the Packers. So we, are so we got it covered. We, we have it covered. We're welcoming Packers and Bears fans. But at that event, it's going to be really special. Ida Lynn will be coming back, who was really the founding executive director. I know that you know her really well. Uh, Marianne Babowski is coming back. She helped to found it even before Ida Lynn with uh, Marianne Boyzian. Uh, so we're excited for that. Kamala is also coming back. So all Three executive directors will be there. We'll have some past presidents there, and we'll have a celebration that evening. So we're very excited about it. Yeah, that's terrific. Yeah. That's terrific. And so, date again? September 17th. At Friday the Marriott. At the Marriott. Information so, on your website. I, information's on the website. Okay. And people can also buy tickets to sit at Jim McMahon's table if they'd like to sit with Jim McMahon. And there's some tickets to go golfing with him as well. So, oh, nice. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I remember him dearly from the Super Bowl shuffle. Yeah, I that's think that was right. one of our last times that we actually were having a winning season. So that was good. <laughs> that's right. That was good. That's um, right. As we wrap up, uh, anything more that you'd like to tell us as you kind of look forward to this next school year? Because I know you really align with that school year. 2021-2022. What are you most looking forward to? One thing, we've been going out and visiting with the school districts, with the city, with the police department, our founding partners for Kids Matter, and really doing a listening tour and finding out what they need. Many of the young people in our community, as well as adults, we've dealt and come through the pandemic in different ways, and so there are different needs out there. So we're looking to be responsive to that. Right, and I don't think we know exactly yeah. what that means quite yet, but we are ready to, to, to roll with it and, and just bend and flex and just be ready for, for whatever comes next for these kids. We're just excited, I think, just to see what these kids, amazing things are going to come. Yeah. Amazing things are going to come from them. So we're just excited to see how how this resiliency has been built and, and what they're going to do with that. Well, I think that's certainly true, right? That's the whole sort of underpinning is building those resilient kids. And boy, there has been certainly a big challenge for that. And you've been partnering along with them as, you, as you've gone through it, uh, as we all have, right? Yeah. Yeah, Wonderful. So Thank true. you so much for stopping by. Wish you Thanks. welcome Thank to Kids you, Matter. Jane. And Thank so you. nice to have you back, Sherilyn. Thank yeah. you so much, Thank Jane. You. Good. And if you would like more information about Kids Matter or you'd like information about their 20th anniversary Empower Gala, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. I'd like to thank all of my guests for joining us on Spotlight and our friends at UC Bank for their generous sponsorship of today's show. 
Learn more about the organizations featured on this episode by visiting our website at nctv17.com. And to stay informed about what's happening in our community, sign up to receive our daily news update and like and follow us on Facebook. For Spotlight, I'm Jane Wernette. Thank you for watching. Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise.